RC Plane Lab, a podcast for anyone interested in RC airplanes. We'll share tips and tricks on how to build models and talk about successful flights, epic crashes, and everything in between. Visit us at rcplanelab.com to sign up for our email list and to ask us questions. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now here are your hosts, Ron and Tom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the RC Plane Lab podcast. Tom and I haven't been able to talk to you for a couple weeks since our wives took over the microphone last week. If you haven't had a chance to hear our last episode yet, you should definitely listen after you're finished with this one. Crystal and Lori did a great job hosting and had some interesting perspectives, to say the least. This week, Tom and I are excited to bring you not only our first guest, but a great friend of ours, Reggie Washington. Yeah, folks, you're in for a real treat because he's an avid RC airplane pilot like us, and he has some pretty good stories up his sleeve. Reggie and I started flying within a month or so of each other back in 2012. He flies any chance he gets, uh, and in the last eight years, he probably has had more stick time than Tom and I combined, and he's also probably bought more airplanes than Tom and I combined. That's definitely true. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, joining us in person from the RC Plane Lab studio, please welcome Reggie Washington. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? Hi, Reg. Reggie, welcome and, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, like I said earlier, we both started at the same time in the hobby, and we both uh, started with the same airplane, the, the Hobby Zone Super Cub. What did you think of that airplane, and uh, do you still have yours? I love that little plane, and it is totally gone. I sold it years ago, actually to somebody that was supposedly going to start as well in the hobby. And what, uh, like, how long... How long did you go with that plane before you got rid of it? Like, how long did you have it? Oh, guess I'm probably about three years, three, four years maybe. But that wasn't the only plane you had in that time either. That was not the only plane I had at right. that time. Uh, right. But I just figured, you know, keeping it around, it was also a, a good little go-to plane, you know, when I was bored or something and just wanted to try flying it again. And sure enough, it flew great. Was that the only three-channel plane you had? That is the only three-channel plane I've ever had. I had a problem going from that plane to a four-channel plane with the the rudder being on different sticks and all that. Did you have any issues kind of graduating, I guess, to a a four-channel airplane? Uh, Maybe the first couple, three or four flights, yes. It was was weird trying to grab the wrong stick to do the wrong thing with. Uh, It didn't destroy anything, but really quickly you figured it out and straightened it out. Yeah, for me it was on the ground. The ground is where I yeah. had all the problems because you had no control on the ground. Yeah, you know when you're when you're taxiing, trying to take off because you were moving the wrong stick, going from a three to a four channel. <laughs> exactly. Do you, Reggie, do you remember your first flight with that airplane? Yes, I did. I had That's rushed awesome. all the way back from the East Coast to get back to fly this thing, knowing that I was running out of time, daylight, and just trying to find some place to fly it. Which at that time I. Don't recall being belonging to the AMA sanction okay. or the local club, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It took me a little while to join up to. Right. Yep. So at that point, I had made it all the way back. I had found a church that I was aware of, and uh, you know, at this point in time, getting it together, getting out there, batteries in, making sure everything was ready to go. The sun was basically gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I got it up, and she started flying perfectly well, and I was as happy as can be, and only at this time to realize there was no sun, and she <laughs> was about maybe two or three feet above fully grown corn. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it not, disappeared. It's not easy to find a downed airplane in the corn in the dark, by the way. No. Just uh, no. throw it, that out. It's not miserable. easy to do it in the light, even, let <laughs> no, alone. That is miserable. Let alone the dark. 
But none we've all been there. <laughs> oh yeah. Nonetheless, uh, uh, that little motor is a little geared motor, so you can hear the yeah. whining sound of Makes it, and noise, that's yeah. how I found it. It literally, I could hear it still going, so I just kept doing what I thought was turning, and sure enough, it came back from over the corn. Oh, it was still flying. It was yeah. still flying. Oh, I was about I thought, a foot over the corn at that point. I thought you crashed it in the corn. Mm-hmm. No, no, it, she was still going. It, it, she crashed when I realized it was going toward the church van in the parking lot. Whoops. <laughs> and in okay. trying to save it, barrel rolled it into the ground, and I had three different pieces of plane laying there yeah. eventually. Oh. Nice, thing, nice thing about that airplane, back in the day, that was an easy airplane to repair. It was. Yeah. It was. But Big it, chunks. I was, <laughs> which yeah. still not familiar with any of this. Oh, I mean, right. just literally, I put it together, that was all I knew. Yeah. Right. So it was... Uh, so that was your first flight. It was semi-successful. Yes. It was right. a successful takeoff flight, and so two-thirds. <laughs> two-thirds. <laughs> two out of three. That's, that's a good average. That's yeah. still passing, yeah, right? Yeah, it when you was uh, good. When you went into the hobby shop uh, and to buy, well, when you bought that airplane that day, when you went into the hobby shop, was that what you were going in there to buy? No, sir. I was going in to buy a helicopter that I was nowhere near qualified whatsoever to even think about trying to start, let alone fly. Right, right. So I have I have the benefit of, of a little backstory. Um, I actually worked at the hobby shop, as you remember, uh, when you came in to buy it that day. So it's one of one of my it's one it's a good memory I have too because I felt good about what I did that day. Um, well, and that was but, the first time you guys met each other, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reggie came into the shop and uh, he was interested. Like he said, in buying this really cool, uh, it was a Raptor 50. I think it was a Raptor 50, maybe yes. a 30 size. Either way, really nice helicopter. Um, and Reggie and I got to talk, and I was like, I asked him, I was like, so do you have any RC airplane experience? And he was like, well, no, you know, I've seen them fly, or um, they just look really, really cool. I'm not even sure. I think I asked you what, what prompted you to come in, and I think you said you had seen somebody fly something. I'd seen somebody fly something, but it'd been years ago, and just for whatever reason, it just uh, it still had the want need to get into the RC hobby. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't even remember how I even found you. It might have been phone book or something. I don't remember yeah, what back, it was. Yeah, back then it probably would have been the phone book. <laughs> Oh my but, God. you know, I eventually just Internet was around, in. by the way, in 2012. <laughs> so I, I, I'm I, not a big technology person. I'm Even if I got my phone in hand, I'm just lost sometimes. <laughs> but now it's not so bad. You guys are like cut from the same cloth, I swear. It's yeah, true. Yeah, maybe so. But anyway, yeah, so Reggie came in and uh, was was asking about this big fancy helicopter and, and no RC experience whatsoever. Um, well, and that's not true. He did have the air hogs, right? Yeah, oh, that's that's right. I was doing a little Kmart job, right. Walmart job, and you know, I thought that was pretty much the same lineup. Yeah, but... I can fly an air hog. I can fly. You know, I can and fly anything now. Found out real quickly that <laughs> this little toy that I've been playing with will not kill me, right. like the one that I picked up off that you guys had yeah. uh, hanging off the ceiling, if I remember right. And that was my biggest concern was not not the fact that that you were going to spend a lot of money and and probably get discouraged and get out of the hobby, which I didn't want that to happen either, because that was sort of my my second income at that time. So I didn't want somebody to get in the hobby and then get out of the hobby because they're discouraged. And I'm, you know, and I'm not making anything on sales after that, but um, I mostly was concerned about your safety because a big helicopter like that in the wrong hands or the hands of an inexperienced pilot, it can really, really hurt somebody. So what did we do? We watched you put that back up on the hook <laughs> and then discussed how I should go about learning how to fly. Yeah. In which case, we had got a Phoenix 3.5 simulator Flight with simulator. controller. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't moments after that, I think I talked myself into also getting the Horizon Hobby Super Cup yeah, to have on hand. Yeah. So after I've had my lessons, yeah, which I think went for a whole three weeks. Yeah, listening <laughs> listening to the story now sounds really condescending. Like I've I've talked Reggie out of this big purchase because I'm such an expert. That's really not what it was about. I was I really was. Because no, with, no, with zero no, experience, no. these helicopters can be dangerous. Oh, the helicopters I, are kind of scary to me. I know people I'm very do appreciative, it, but to be honest with you. The, the couple I've flown, it's, you can get them off the ground, you can do some stuff, and then like I, I haven't spent enough time to learn the controls very well. Right. And it's like if it starts going one way, I, I just get confused. and Same I here. can do planes, no problem. Yeah. But helicopters are, are so much different, and it, yeah, it's difficult are. for me. Yeah. And so I can see how if it's something big and it starts coming at you, you're going to run and duck and scream. I'm not giving up on the idea yet of flying yet. I mean, they've got a lot of new trainer choppers out. Oh, yeah. Oh, do they? Oh, sure. Yeah, so there's it, really nice ones out there that, j- just like there are airplanes now that will almost fly, there are helicopters out there now that will almost fly themselves, which is Oh, I can only imagine. Kind of cool. Like with the quads and stuff now that literally right. fly themselves, exactly. I'm sure that's kind of all coming over to helicopters, yep. too. Exactly right. So what was what was the prompt? Like what actually that day made you decide to go into that hobby shop? Oh, I, I had a pocket full of cash, you know, tax returns, <laughs> and I can't remember what else came in. But, yes, you know, I said, you know, I've been wanting to do something for a long time to do something different, and this is the one thing I haven't done. And you had been flying the Air Hogs. Yep. Successfully. So, so. I decided I was going to upgrade. I mean, yeah. you can go into, like, malls and stuff, and you see all those little yeah. kiosks yeah, with the choppers yep. and stuff. and. I just kind of felt those though those were kind of generic, so I want to have an actual real yeah. RC toy. Yeah, those things weren't really a step up, in my opinion, no. from air hogs. You know, those yeah. things you buy at the kiosks or whatever yeah, in the those, malls. And then once they break, you're out. There's right. no exactly. getting parts or anything. So yeah. sweet. I decided to look you guys up, and uh, I came there, and that's where this whole. And I'm story glad you began. did. I mean, you know, that was 2012, and here you are still still flying RC airplanes today, still enjoying the hobby, which is I I think great. Yeah, like all of us, still learning, still growing as a pilot, yeah. still do having you think, fun. Do you think if you had knowing now what you know now, would you have gotten in the hobby the same way? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if starting with the Cub, I mean, and then oh, working your way. Okay. Good. I mean, I. I I don't think I would have changed much. Maybe some decisions on where I was flying. Maybe oh, it might uh, be different, but yeah, okay. everything else I probably would probably would stay around. Sure, excellent. Sounds like there's a story behind that. Where? What do you mean? Where you were flying? Um, I drive a truck for a living, so I pretty much am everywhere. Okay. And once I see some places that look pretty, uh, let's just say vulnerable for an airplane to be in the air, I'm pretty much up, and I'll I'll fly as much as I possibly can. Until either something happens or I've had my fulfillment, then I move on. No matter where that is. Yeah, no matter where that is. But that has led to some stories that has gotten around over the years. And <laughs> so it kind of, let's just put it this way. I think I might own a sign or two somewhere. Um, I'm surprised I don't own a Taco Bell sign, but I definitely... Oh there's a, a a Jack in the Box sign that's got my name and mark on it over in Missouri. So a just, Jack in the Box sign. I, I our listeners would love to hear that story. Uh, flying at a truck stop with a plane that had no landing gear. 
I oh, the Wildcat. Was it the Wildcat? It was the Wildcat. Okay. It was the F4, F Wildcat. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, A little like foamy. Like how big? Yeah, it was, I mean, was the, it foamy uh, though? Uh, about 40 the inches. E-flight, it's a foamy. One, right? Or E-Flight or Hobby Zone or whatever yeah, it was. I think it was E-Flight. Okay. Okay. So a small one with the no gear. Yep. I, I thought my landing skills were pretty good. So I figured that little strip of grass that was maybe as wide as this table and about 10 <laughs> feet long would have been enough. So, so our table is about four feet wide, folks. <laughs> give or take. Give or take. So <laughs> I figured I was going to fly it. It was a beautiful day. It was no wind and I flung it. She was up in the air and I was having a blast. But mm-hmm. of course I was beside the interstate, beside a highway, flying over a brand new car lot and okay, several listeners, businesses. Take a note of, of all the things you shouldn't be doing. Exactly. So, okay. This is, These are all no-nos. <laughs> and uh, I was using this uh, sign, uh, Jack in the Box, is my point. I'd see the shadow of it as soon as I flew over it, and then I would start diving down and come across the parking lot really low. Oh, that was your point of reference, the sign. Thank the you. shadow of the sign. I got yes, you. Sir. Okay. So... Hold on. The shadow of the sign on the ground or the shadow of the airplane the shadow going of over the, airplane. the sign? Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> In relation to the sign, yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this is an interstate... Sign, so it's pretty well up there. I I can't give you feet, but it's it's way up there. And when I yeah. come over top of it, you know, I'm generally about five six feet above it, and then I would just start <laughs> dropping down. Well, being as far away as it is, which I seem to fly a long ways away, I thought I had cleared it, but I had not quite cleared it because apparently it disappeared <laughs> behind the sign. Oh dear! I kind of had one of those. Oh no! And. <laughs> <laughs> Went to pull up to see pieces come flying around the sign into the oh, drive-through God. down below it. <laughs> oh my! It landed in the drive-through. Yeah, pretty much, most oh, of it did. The motor was out on the highway, so it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I was just happy not to see no plastic from that sign falling. Yeah, no kidding. I think I would have had to leave at that point. Oh but... gosh, I can't imagine what one of those signs cost. So, did it sound like a drum? I mean, was yeah, there? Yeah, there's like... got to be a sound that it made. Um, like. like a... Foam hitting plastic at a really high speed. Okay. That's what it sounded I, like. I can imagine what that sounds like. I thought maybe there'd be some echo, like a, you know, like yeah. a thumb. Yeah, that would have been. It was a possibility. Like a I was a little too far away to hear it. I just, <laughs> really, it was. Well, he did mention he flies far away. That is so. true. That, yeah. I just know it was not a good day. You know, and it, <laughs> did that, you recover all the pieces? Yes. You said the motor landed on the on the road or? It was about almost 100 feet out into the oh, highway my. there. It was lying against the guardrail, so I. Oh, Went and picked that up and just slowly walked back <laughs> Did to the walk truck. of shame. I, oh, yeah. That was a long walk. That was a very long walk. <laughs> okay. So, for our listeners, we're laughing about this, but don't ever do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. we, we have to be honest here. That's dangerous. You don't want to hit a car. You don't want to hit a person. Right. You don't want to hit somebody getting a hamburger at Jack in the Box. <laughs> right, or, right, right. You know, somebody in a drive through. I mean, you don't want to like reach your hand out to grab your sack of hamburgers and fries and then have like a motor fall in your hand. Yeah, so, let's, let's not do that. Yeah. To or unexpectedly now have to buy a new car because you hit it with or an airplane. That. Yeah. Or there's that, yeah, oh. or a windshield, or right. side yeah. window glass. Yeah. I can say that in my time of flying, I've only hit two cars that I can think of. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is and news. Yeah, I didn't know news. that. This You've is hit news. two cars? I've hit two cars. Once in a Walmart parking lot. Uh, <laughs> in my takeoff zone, somebody went over and parked out of all the parking lot. They decided to park over there. In your takeoff <laughs> zone. In my I takeoff zone. That. Yeah, I caught that. that was and sure good. enough... Uh, it was windy, and the wind got underneath it, and it rolled it over. And I went to go save it, and ricocheted it off his windshield. Whoops! Oh no! And then in an, actually no damage, another Walmart right? parking lot. It was a. <laughs> I was coming in for landing, and I was coming in way too hot, and 
thought I had it down, but sure enough, she floated right back up into a parked car that I didn't realize had parked there. Whoops. Oh. And she was still in the car. Oh, dear. She oh, was no. still in the car. But she was so irate with whoever she was talking to on the cell phone. I told her to hit her car. She said, okay, bye. And oh. that was oh. it. I just picked wow. my plane up and walked away. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Mental note, if you're flying in a Walmart parking lot. Not a good idea. Um, Not a good idea. Yeah. Try to hit the car where the lady's talking madly <laughs> on a cell phone. That mental, way she doesn't get Mental mad. note, don't fly in a Walmart parking well, lot. Yeah, yeah, I would say us do that. That's, just stay that's, out of the parking yeah, that's much lots. better. Yeah. Oh, my. But, you know, it was just the urge to fly was just overwhelming. I I yeah. enjoy it. It's my, my time off. It's my relaxation. Yes. You know, I'm in a semi-truck all day. Yeah. I'm looking for it. a break from traffic, and once I'm in the air, all is gone. Yeah. It's just me, the plane, the yep. air. Yep. So it's very it's relaxing. Therapy. No, it's very, I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a it's a great hobby. I mean, I obviously, so. that's why we're in it. Right. Um. And are there any other? I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Those. No. No. Those were kept it, in the vault, but <laughs> I apparently have now released the hell upon myself for this. <laughs> but um, there's there's probably quite a few stories, but we don't have that kind of time. No, we have city. we have time. No, no. no Ron likes to relive your stories. I'm I'm sure I do does. too. But uh, but uh, really, what I want to know is like, do you have a a preference? Like now that you've been in the hobby for quite a few years, do you have a preference? Like, do you prefer foamies over nitro? Do you prefer nit? Like, what's your preference? I like all. Like them all. As long as I can fly it, I yep. can tune it, I can fix it. I'm gonna fly it. I don't care which one it is. Okay, so so you don't have a preference? Which like of the different types of airplanes, electric foamies, nitros, gassers, which type of airplane would would you say gives you the most amount of frustration? <laughs> At this point in time, I would have to yeah. say probably nitro because of yeah. the tuning. I would agree with um, that because <laughs> that gives me frustration too. Even though I love them, I do, yeah. do love them. It's just you know if something's off, you you don't catch a little something. I can't remember. We were working on one plane for a while one day at the field. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it was. It was just something simply, simply, simple, simple. <laughs> yeah. And we missed <laughs> so the whole thing. what he's saying is something simple. Pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, and we spent what, over an hour plus trying yeah. to get this thing running. It was just, it was stupid simple. Yep. And we missed it. I mean, I I had no clue. It's, it's, it shouldn't be surprising, but it's usually always something simple. Yeah. And what, once it was fixed. What, what, which is there. why the telemaster was so frustrating to me because it wasn't simple. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, you know, so it was the nitro you would say is what gives you the most frustration, and I and me too. What I was wrong with the plane at the field that you? You know, I don't didn't... remember what it was. Oh, okay, I, I can't remember. If it was a was a hose off or it was yeah. a screw or something. I, I think remember I remember. Was... I think I know it was a four stroke, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think it was a fuel line. Either we didn't have it plugged into the exhaust, or it had a. I think it actually had a pinhole on the line right at the coming from the tank, and we finally saw air. I think in the line while it was running, we're like, oh. We're and that's place. the problem with some of those airplanes where it's all cowled yeah, in, you can't see cowled, it. I mean, yeah. it's easy on a trainer. You see the, the lines yeah. coming out. You can tell if there's air right. in it. But on some of these, it's hidden. It's it's yeah. hard to diagnose. On a, on a two-stroke, that not to get too far off topic, but on a two-stroke, it's it's a little easier. Like, especially if it's cowled in a two-stroke, because everything happens at such a higher RPM than a four-stroke, um, you know, when there's air in the line or whatever, it'll lean, rich, lean, rich, and it happens pretty quick so you can actually tell oh it's leaning and then it's getting rich and on a four stroke it it tends to not happen as quickly so it, the telltale signs aren't as easy to read yeah, yeah. that's what i'm going through right now yeah on one of them yeah. i think it was an escapade you can actually see the bubbles coming yep. through the line and yep. you can hear it 
And eventually, after so long, it will shut itself off. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're not flying it like that, though, right? No, no, no. Okay. No, I, I, no he's learned his lessons. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's down until I get a piece of, I think it was that rubber foam underneath the fuel tank. I think that's what's causing it, but oh, I might check that line, too. Bubbling up, foaming up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That happens. Yep. I'd like to ask, so something had to have... have sparked your interest in RC airplanes. Like there has to be, there has to be like a defining moment, like when you were young or whatever. And you, you know, like in my case, my neighbor had RC airplanes and that's what sparked, what sparked your interest? Um, I actually saw somebody flying one back in like, uh, I want to say early nineties when I was living around Danville, Illinois. And, uh, I was over by Kickapoo park. I believe it was somewhere over that way. And, uh, I kept seeing it and was like, that is a really small airplane. That doesn't even look right. And sure enough, got a good look. I was like, okay, that's not a real thing. I went over to him and watched him land a couple times. And when he finally was on the ground, I started talking to him. And he started giving me these stories. And he started showing me everything. And from that point on, it was on. It was So about when would you say that was? Oh, guessing maybe 95-ish. Oh, okay. 94 yeah. or 5, somewhere in there. So that's uh, a good long time ago. It was. And I just wow. never left me, you know, I just, I've always remembered it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, when you go into stores nowadays and you see these little, little toys, you see that it's flyable, whatever, whatever, you know, I eventually picked one of those up and had fun in the house and that just kept growing and mm-hmm. growing and now, and now I'm actually an RC pilot now. Look at me <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> yeah, look at you go. Yeah. How many, how many planes have you amassed over the, the years? Uh, including the one I just got two weeks ago, I'd say about 34. Wow. 30, 34, five, yeah. somewhere in Yeah, you got me beat. Me I don't, too. I don't have that much room. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Well, that is true. You're, you're, yeah. so you're resting at the seams. Yeah, Reggie's space is airplanes and a TV. <laughs> that is it. Laundry has to be done somewhere else. I have to go to the laundry mat now because I decided to make my laundry room a plane room. So it's really okay. oh, I didn't oh. Know that. no, not really. No, <laughs> oh, I, I was gonna say. Hold wait a on. Wait a minute. That's news. I've seen your place. I don't remember there being a laundry room. But okay. no, not okay. really. Well, there's. But a if wa- you had a laundry room, it would probably have airplanes. Oh, I have a laundry room. I just no, I'm not putting planes in here. Oh, really? Yep. Well, I, good for you. I've, I've had to put my foot down. A little self restraint. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, kitchen's okay. <laughs> Laundry room is not okay. <laughs> Kitchen is a good building place. That's, well, that's in Reggie's all. defense, he doesn't spend a lot of time at home because no. he's on the no. road all the time. So yeah. a kitchen and dining room doesn't really do you a lot of good, except for hangar space. Exactly. Yeah. You know, of course, well, when it. I'm home and we got company over, or whatever, all that's got to come out of there, and it's it's back to normal within maybe half an hour or so. Yeah, that's why you just never have people over. <laughs> Who wants to put airplanes away, true, right? True, true. I'd rather be a loner. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah. I mean, luckily Ron is in a position where he can mm. you know, he can just close the door and be careful no what downstairs. you wish. <laughs> <laughs> I said I would be okay with it, so we'll see. No. Yeah. So so tying into the how many airplanes you have, how many would you say you buy in a month? Well, on average, I mean, but in the last, you know, so many years, I mean, you said 35 is the number, but I mean, some have come and some have gone, right? You've yes. sold some and some have. Oh, in the beginning, it seemed like me and Ron was in a race. It seemed like we was getting two <laughs> or three in a month at one point, but. Um, oh, yeah, easily, if not yeah. three or four, to be honest. It was yeah. quick. But uh, that's all calmed down. Um, if I'm getting one now, it's because it's something that I really, really liked or I've gotten rid of one or two or destroyed more than three or four or whatever and I'll eventually <laughs> replace something. Yeah. 
but uh, lately I've, it's calmed down a lot. I maybe might get one or two or three in a year, and that's about it. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's, that's a lot less that's a than low, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's a low. I thought it was, uh, based on recent experience, I thought it would be higher than that. But, yeah, over the average over the last year, I guess, you know, the last couple of years, I could see that. Yeah, because we went, we ended up, the group of us uh, took a trip to a, a hobby shop that was a couple hours away yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I fully, I fully thought, Reggie, if you would have brought your other vehicle, you were going home with one, if not two airplanes. It, as much stuff that we looked at, I there were several that I wanted. And yeah. I just, I got no more room. I mean, I'm literally <laughs> out of room. Well, you know your limits. Bring yeah. some over here. Give me some. I'll take them <laughs> off your hands, and then you can get something new, something exciting. By the exciting. way, Ron is always up for receiving someone else's airplanes. I don't know if you knew. Oh, that absolutely. Not, he's yes. Always, he's always. You know, I mean, Tom's going to give me like two or three of them for what we've well, talked about before. Yeah, so I've heard on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. it's actually out there. So we we've got a couple coming my way. Oh, Tom's looking at the sky oh, like I don't know what you're talking about. What's I'm on gonna the have... ceiling, Tom. What are you? Yeah. What. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember which ones they were. Well, it was the duelist. You're going to give me everything to make that. Uh-huh. Although I've bought stuff for that already, which is fine. I'm but, not complaining. Yeah, there's a box of balls out balsa. in your yeah, garage. I know. You're right. waiting for you to cut. Um, and engines, if you decide you want engines on, like real you know, engines I, on it. I, mm. I go back and forth on that. I really want. I I, I do really want electric. I think that would be a good electric airplane. Mm-hmm. And I like the I'm idea. I'm not going to help you with that. I like the idea of <laughs> us doing have. something different. Yeah. But I do think a couple nitros would sound cool on an airplane. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I, I, I yeah. go back and forth. I And I probably honestly won't know until I have it built and I'm ready to mount something. I'm like, all right, now I'm doing it. Because there's not a lot of differences between electric and nitro, building the wing, building the fuselage. It's going to be kind of standard how we do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't have to make that decision yet, so I'm going to push it off. The other one, though, I remember was the the T34. If we can get if we get the spare if we one. get the spare one yep. and get the the uh, canopy canopy made. Yep. Um, okay, maybe it was just two. I think it was. Well, I was going to give you an airplane a day. Was it an airplane a day or an airplane a week or how, I forget. It was what an airplane was. a day after the first of um, January. Um, however, we yeah. uh, well, let's get into it now. We'll, we'll talk about it again next week, yeah. but. You did try to order your Clarence Lee. I did try to contact uh, Clarence Lee. I talked to his lovely wife uh, on the phone, and he is no longer doing uh, engines, custom engines. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because he can't physically. It's because uh, the parts are getting hard to get from uh, K&B or Makoa. So I tried. I called, and I had my debit card in my hand. I was ready to place the order, and I can't place the order because it doesn't make him anymore. But anyway. I still think just send one of your engines to him and just be like, here, hold this. Just look at it, (laughs) you know, do something with it. And then go ahead and write me a letter back saying, Hey, I I held this while I held this engine. I held it while I was pooping. I held it while I was doing something (laughs) weird, you know. And then just be like, there and hang that up. And then there's there's your Clarence Lee engine. I mean, right? Or just stamp a CF on the engine mounting log and we'll call it even and thank you very much and I'll pay you for it. Oh, yeah, is, is that what he did? He'd always stamp them? Think, is that how yeah, you know he the had, difference? Yeah, he would have a stamp on the engine lug. Yeah, I always wondered that. How did you know if it was a Clarence Lee yeah. or, or if it was yeah. a, well, a regular one? Not to get too deep in it, Sorry. It, but yeah, yeah, you could. He, st- he would stamp his name on the on the lug with, I think he had it even serial numbered. Oh, and nice. And then you could also open, the, you know, pull the piston down, look in the exhaust port and see if he did this port work on the liner. Oh, okay. That'd be the other way to tell. But anyway. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. It's uh, yeah. not going to happen. However, I don't know how we worded that. 
I might still be getting a plane a day after January 1st because it was if you ordered it or not. And you haven't ordered it. But I tried <laughs> to order it. That sounds like a technical loophole right it there. It does sound yeah. like a technical loophole. Yeah. I mean, you might be getting a paper airplane every day for the rest <laughs> of your life. You know, that's, and not we only didn't that, determine the type. Of not only that, but it won't be folded yet. So you're going to give me like a ream a of paper sheet. a year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, a little off topic there, but uh, we're talking about Reggie and how many planes he has and how many he buys in a month. Kind of tied into that. Um, sometimes the impetus for buying a new airplane is getting rid of an old airplane. Uh, either trading it or selling it or unfortunately crashing, <laughs> crashing it. it. We all love a good crash story. And and my favorite crash story of mine is, of course, the duelist, you know, failure to do a pre-flight. Ron has his favorite crash story, which is, I don't remember what your favorite crash story is. Uh, mine has to be the, the Katana. Oh, that I, is a good one. I crashed, you crashed that it twice, twice in two, two days. days. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The first time, Perfect. You know, it wasn't all that bad, even though it looks terrible. It did look terrible. It did look bad, but it went back together. And uh, yeah, second day crashed it again, then it just didn't work. Yeah. But so, yeah, so that that's my favorite So Reggie, one. do you have a favorite crash story? Besides, I mean, we, we you were nice enough to tell us about the jack-in-the-box sign. Is that your favorite one? You know, I don't. No crash is a favorite of mine that I can think of. Well, that's <laughs> no, a good point. No, but the point. story. Looking <laughs> back, you can laugh at things. Like right. the second time I crashed the Katana... Completely on me for not checking the oh, battery. Yeah. I assumed the battery would be okay after flying for five minutes, and then the next day going out, and it would be still okay without recharging it. That's that wasn't the case. Um, so I learned from it. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily a favorite crash story, as much as an entertaining crash story that you learned a lesson from. Or yeah, maybe something that really taught you something, mm-hmm. taught you a lesson. Oh man, I can picture in in Reggie's mind now. It's like a Rolodex. Oh he's got yeah, all the cards. He's <laughs> flipping through all the <laughs> crashes he's had. I would say that's probably. Uh, no, that's fine. I I agree. You know, if I had to go back, I would say probably when Old Blue went down. Old Blue. You know, okay, yeah. so for our listeners, Old Blue was a uh, very similar to an, like a, a Hangar Nine Alpha trainer. It's a big sixty size, great flying trainer. I mean, for trainers. I mean, it flew great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was blue and white, so it was called Old Blue. And it, oh, that plane was just so, such a big baby. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a great docile. Was, but I, I had it out one day and I was just doing crazy stunts with it. And it was just, it, you know, it's only going to take so much. It's a trainer. And I didn't know, you know, I was just, right. okay, well, I, yeah, that was got still fairly down. early on in, in your, RC piloting. Yeah, I think career. that was actually the second plane that I actually bought. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Again, someplace I shouldn't have been flying. <laughs> and I had it. I see a theme. It, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, <laughs> it was out doing just, you know, regular barrel rolls and corkscrews and stuff. And then I decided to escalate this and eventually started taking it up as high as I could go and doing like something, I guess, what would be known as a hammerhead. Mm. And that was just adding on, you know, each mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And eventually, on one of these hammerhead drops, I decided to do a corkscrew coming down, mm-hmm. but I was wide open on the throttle. Oh, dear. And just as I start to pull back up, that's when the wings decide to let go of the plane. Yeah. Not designed for that sort of stress. No. No, no that's a lot of pressure on them. And it yeah. literally pulled the bands off. It snapped the wings in half. It didn't actually pull out the uh, out the uh, rod, I don't believe. Hmm. Well, no, I think it did pull off the rod. One of them had to pull off. But nonetheless, plane pretty much lawn darted across the street in a soybean field, and a 
About two minutes later, here comes the wings floating down, <laughs> twirling. And so did the wings ended. fold before it came apart, or did it oh, come yeah. off? Oh, Oh, so you're pulling too many G's for it. Way I, I, too many. I thought you meant like the rubber bands broke on top of it. I think they had to have one or the other because it when it came off, it came off. Well, the bands probably came off after after the wing, the broke, wing broke. Yeah, yeah. I can't the, remember if that plane actually had a, a rod running through that. No, it didn't. It no. only had those little those little pieces of plywood in it, yeah. the joiner. Yeah, and that's yep. what broke. Yep. Yeah, that's that's those are not made for that kind of of G force. That's why there's not rods and. Right. And carbon fiber tubes. Yeah, they're de- they're, they're designed for teaching someone to fly, not teaching someone high G aerobatics. aerobatics in my yeah. defense, I did not know. I did <laughs> well, not yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, it just flying, and I thought I had everything down. Of course, you kind of get that big head after a period of time. Oh, I know this. I know oh, yeah. that. <laughs> you know, yeah, you only fly. have 15 minutes of flying in. You yeah. think you know everything. And <laughs> I sure can fly enough, an air hog. I can fly a helicopter. Right? <laughs> exactly. I've done it on a simulator. I can do this in real life. <laughs> exactly. Let me yeah. just put, there's no button here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't reset? Nope. Yeah. But so that, where were you that that happened, though? I was over by Lincoln Land College there off of Toronto Road over in a couple oh. of fields there. Um, oh, I guess okay. some wide open fields. I was just messing around there. And as a matter of fact, that's a second crash zone, too, where I think it was my escapade, I believe it was, where I'd been flying and flying and flying. And this is... My downfall, I get distracted. And at that point <laughs> in time, yeah. uh, the missus called me on the cell phone, and like an idiot, I answered it, and I'm you, talking to her flying. You while you're flying. The cell while phone. I was flying. I was on a headset. I was on a headset. Okay. Oh, well, but okay then. I mean, Needless to say, headset. the conversation <laughs> escalated to where I got so pissed off, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm coming home, and I'm done. And came in for landing, that realized I was still... Pretty much at cruising up. speed, yeah. <laughs> and literally clipped the parking block. Ooh. Drug across the pavement, tried to save it, shot it back up in the air before the motor died, missing half the prop, and plunged oh, it right back into the parking lot. Brand <laughs> spanking new plane. Then his first flight, everything was great. That was the that maiden. That was the maiden. Oh, oh maiden at a field. Oh, Always was, maiden at a field. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you on that. If you're if you're maidening an airplane. Yeah, go go to a club field or somewhere. well away from parking yeah. blocks. A lot, but it sounds like the maiden went well. Learned. Just you were yeah. distracted. A lot of at lessons learned. Yep. So did you replace that plane with another one? Just I think like that it, one's or? been replaced about three different times. <laughs> so you fun. still have an escapade? You still have, oh, you still have it. Yeah, you still, still have an escapade. You just repaired it, actually. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. As a matter of fact, the number two was coming off of it, which was weird. Really? Yeah, the glue joints were failing. Number two demise. Number two demised at uh, my job over at XPO, uh, over off of, uh, was that uh, by Riverton over there? Mm-hmm. There's a cornfield. Over by the old club field. Exactly. That's where As a matter of fact, I was literally right down the street from it. Yeah. And I, they had a big cornfield there. And of course, I was taking off and landing on the road, the main road there. Oh my gosh. What and road? The, there's a road that runs from Riverton over toward. Uh, yeah, no, the, wait, o- the mean, overpass is what he's talking about. The, oh, the actual the road. Uh, I wasn't on the overpass. I was no, no, a little no. past. The he was road, on the road but, though. I passed the overpass, but uh, okay, but not okay, between the, the overpass and the entrance to the old field. I know exactly where you're. I, see, I don't know where the old field is, but I know where you guys are talking oh, about. Okay, so well, it you must know where the overpass general, is. Yeah, it goes past the the XPO entrance there, and then the very next right past that row of trees is the old club field. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. That would have been so much closer for yeah. me than going all the way out where right. we have to go now. I thought you knew that's where the old no. field was. No, everybody's talked really about it before. Now, the trees being there, how they had that field there. like that. Well, we always flew to the south of those trees and kept the trees behind us. But yeah, I flew airplanes into those trees. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, 
flying over there and actually kind of gained an audience. I was having a blast, you know, on my lunch break and just going to town. And sure enough, coming out of a dive, uh, I believe the elevator servo let go. Oh. And it, I couldn't get it to level back out. And that's probably still about a 10 degree angle when it hit the dirt. And then when it hit, it just shredded everything. I mean, it looked like an actual plane crash. The dust kicking up, parts and pieces <laughs> oh. flying in the air, and it went about a good twenty feet before it come to a stop. Well, these are scale models, yeah. So it should so, crash so like a like they a crash. You know. Well, they are real airplanes too. So well, that's true. I guess you know, I I, I I don't like when planes crash because of a failure like that. Yeah. I'm fully okay if I do something stupid <laughs> and crash a plane because I can learn from it. But yeah. man, it really irks me when when you have some sort of failure that's completely out of your control. You never know when a servo is going to lock up. You that's never true. know when an engine's going to die. And you know, it happens at the, the worst times most of the time. Most of the time it and does, yes. And there's just not often a lot of ways to correct that and save it. Well, yeah. this, this is what my thought is. You know, if you didn't have a servo for a period of time, and if it's gone through a crash or it's just gotten old, you know, replace it. Just get a new servo. Get a brand new servo. It's, it's not hard. I mean, no, it's, it's cheaper than getting used. But you have no idea if you have used servos, what they've been through, how old they actually are, where they came from. You know, What do you mean it's cheaper than getting used? Oh, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Oh, okay. It's it, well, it is oh, cheaper because the simple fact is you are not going to lose the plane over yeah, a I servo. I think that's what he meant. Oh, I it's gotcha. cheaper to buy a new I servo, even more. though it's more expensive. Cheaper in the long run because you're saving your airplane, not Thank having you. to buy I, another airplane. So no, I got you. I, yeah, I got you. Yeah, but you know what? I've I've had problems with new servos too. I have too. So yeah. it's I, I don't think there's rare, necessarily but... a guarantee based on how old unless it's really old and you can tell that it's not one that you want to use. You can you can listen to it if there's got a little bit of, of noise in the gear train. No, you well, don't want to. Normally use when you those. get a new servo, you're listening to it. I mean you, you, you do balance it out or I shouldn't say balance it, but you center it, you check it, you play with it, and if you hear something wrong, okay, you send it back or you just take it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you, how do you do that? Do you use a servo tester? I got one of those server servo testers that yeah. you know I just plug a little it's a good way to uh, do it. I get battery into and, yeah. you know, let it play around itself, just kind of see what's going to do. And if it sounds great, then we're on. But yeah. if it sounds like it's kind of gritty or like it's hesitating or whatever, I might change batteries from that point to make sure it wasn't a battery. And if it's still doing it, then yeah. obviously the servo's got to That's frustrating, too, when, when, when you buy something new, like a servo, and it's bad out of the package. I hate that. That's yeah. so frustrating. But, but to it, me, it is, especially now since our nearest hobby shop is two hours away. Yeah, it's a day trip. It's yeah. not. I mean, it's don't worth, get me wrong. It's worth, it's a worth trip, it. Yeah, but, it, but it's a day trip. Still, it, yeah, and it's that, frustrating. But like I said, though, for the used servos, they don't bother me as much. And I'm talking about name brand servos. I'm not mm -hmm. talking about like the five gram or what, whatever they are, the Hobby King cheap ones. Yeah. Um, those usually it's it's fifty percent are good, fifty percent are bad when right. you when you order them. Well, I've had. Slightly better luck than that with those. Yeah, yeah, I guess I have too. But that, that's kind of what I figure when I'm ordering. I, right. Like if I know I'm going to have well, a big order. Enough. Well, right. It doesn't matter to me at all. Um, what, two or two bucks for a, a servo? Yeah, whatever they so are. So even double that, $4 for a servo, <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Especially for cheap airplanes. Like I said, those don't go on anything pricey. Yeah. Um, but even some of the more pricier name brand ones, when you get them, Old ones can be good, old ones can be bad, new ones can be good, new ones can be bad. So yeah. it, it's hit and miss right. what I've you been, have. So far, I've been pretty decent on buying something new, generally name brand, yeah. and not having failures with it. It's well, just very rare. And now, I mean, I didn't really realize this until our trip yesterday. Even name brand stuff, like I, I bought uh, four new Spectrum 
servos. Now, they're granted, there's just standard sport servos, mm-hmm. 13 bucks each. And these are brand oh, that's, name. That's not bad. Metal, I mean, they may not be metal, but they're ball bearing supported shafts. I mean, they're nice servos, 13 bucks for a name brand servo that if it fails, I can send it to Spectrum and you know, either get a new one or repair it or whatever. Yeah, roll. I can, I can but for 13, I think so. Yeah. Okay. No, no, they're digital. Yeah, we're digital. Yeah, they're digital servos. Okay, hey, the prices are coming down then. So I, I mentioned about frustrating, you know, buying, you know, buying something new and then having it turn up bad. Well, aside from nitro engines, what's the most frustrating part of the hobby for you, Reggie? Uh, having to buy something else after crashing something, more than likely, <laughs> I would say. I, that is probably the biggest that one. That is especially. really frustrating. I hate having to buy new stuff when I crash stuff. Yeah. It's, it's Although that can be exciting, too. Yeah. You, no, hate, you don't like no. spending the money, but it's fun getting something new. It is fun. Well, considering that it was brand new when you started and you still turn around and jacked it up, no. Oh. I, it's, just, it's the little stupid things, like uh, Porsche after building something and it's been months mm. you didn't got a couple months wrapped up in this thing you yeah. didn't get it built everything looks perfect it's great everything's working just the way it's supposed to be you get it to the field everything's ready to go you, you're just hyped up just you can feel the nervousness and you're ready to fly and next thing you know you take off and then you realize that your ailerons are reversed and you watch it below them right into the nose and the ground been there done that folks. yes yeah, that is that's probably my top one right there yeah. that is my top one yeah. just simple checking of the ailerons before you left the ground yeah. i've done that Save more than two or three hundred dollars worth of plane once recently and then the duelist the original duelist the same yeah that is frustrating so if you would carry a handy dandy little card with you with a pre-flight check printed on it you would catch it every time well considering that there was four other planes made before that yeah. one and, you and have i to caught be... it every time i made sure i checked everything yeah. i just got to that one and i was excited i'd let myself get too far ahead yeah. of myself it's always the one time it was it <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, like, once. really, it, yeah. it's it's the, the, the best thing to do is just get into a, get in a, habit. a habit every yeah. time before you take off. Like, engine's running, it's facing away from you, getting ready to taxi out. I always do that check. Yeah. It's a habit we should that all get it. into. We could learn yeah. a lot from. Yeah. I mean, really. For me, that... I think for me, one of the most frustrating things of the hobby is, like you said, you put an airplane together, you spend so much time on it, making it perfect, and then... I'm getting the thing, you know, I'm taking it out to the car and I bang it against the door on the way oh, out that's another one. or bang it against that's and another one. poke yep. a hole in the car. Oh my gosh, that's frustrating. Yeah, or watch is. your wing blow off the table and damage exactly. it. Exactly. Something something happening to the airplane before you get to fly the darn thing. That's to me that's frustrating. I'm frustrated by the amount of wind we have to where we can't go fly all the time. Right? Like that's, lately especially. Yeah. It's been very windy here for some reason. And that's that's the one part of this hobby that is frustrating to me, like very frustrating, because you get everything ready to go. Like, well, like last weekend, we planned on going out. Yeah, we were, were ready. We had everything, there. everything loaded up and looked outside, and all of a sudden, it's windy. It's like, nope, not going to do that. You know, twenty mile an hour wind, and that's too high for me. Hmm. Twenty mile an hour is is up there. It's hard to overcome that. Even yeah, even with a big heavy airplane that usually handles wind pretty well. It's, yeah, we've done it though. We've I know we it. have. I know. <laughs> I think, I'm not sure if all of us has been up at that speed. Have you been up that speed, Ron? Uh, I probably have, but not like. I don't happily. know. Ron is the most cautious, I think, exactly. of all of us. So I would doubt that you've been in 20 mile an hour wind. Maybe though. Maybe I Gus. I don't know. Okay. But usually, Maybe if it's that. 10, 10's usually my cutoff. Like if I see a, a a bunch of trees moving and the sock is sticking straight out, it's, yeah. it's not worth doing it. Okay. So we mentioned, you know, lessons that we've learned. What's the toughest lesson you've learned, Reggie? 
not to just fly anywhere everywhere. <laughs> just that's a hard habit to get over. Yeah, it's it's because really, the urge to fly is so it's strong, overwhelming. Yeah, no, I get it. So, um, if I get out somewhere like on a farm or somewhere, you know, and definitely have gotten permission, I will fly out there. Okay, or you know, over like an, an oversized business that's pretty much got acreages all around it. And then, hey, can I? Is it okay if I fly out here? Mm-hmm. Oh, knock yourself out. Yeah, there you go. I'll have all that. It's all mine. So, so that no yeah, that helps the frustration. But yeah, um, yeah, got it. That's probably I think my biggest one. Just, uh, just maintaining where I'm supposed to be and where I'm not supposed to be. And if yeah. I'm where I'm not supposed to be, you know, if I ain't got no permission or it just does not look right as far as vehicles, buildings, cars, whatever, just yeah. Not to do well, that. and since you're a member of the AMA, the AMA and their bylaws tells you exactly where you can and can't fly. So they that do. helps having that that, yeah. that guide. So of all the airplanes you have, what's your favorite? You know, I've heard stories of that. By naming off a favorite, you generally don't keep it very long after that. So I, I would just say <laughs> probably I, I, I have no favorite favorite. I, like I like Murphy's all law. my planes. Okay. Yeah, I just I like all my. I don't like have a favorite. I just like them all. Okay. What, okay, I've never heard that uh, I, Yeah, that, that before. I, I can see, you know, yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect airplane. No. That's a that's another and one every, that's out there. Yeah, every plane has a has a number. Has something, yeah. Has an end date to so it. So no favorite, you're just going to say you like them. All I like them. all of them. So which so one do you like? All of them. Which one do you like? I know, I, I thought of that. <laughs> I hope not, but. So which one do you like the most? Not your favorite, yeah. but which one do you like <laughs> more than which the other? How about this? Which one do you find yourself flying the most often? Uh, my go-to is the Park Zone T28, mm-hmm. the basic standard one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still still. You have flown it's a good one flying airplane. No, but he that, has flown one of those I know. forever. An awesome little plane. I mean, that's once it's trimmed out right. You can just walk away. You just put the controller down and walk away. But we don't do that. No, we, we don't, don't do that. that. We don't not do that, by the way. Yes. Do not Gorgeous do that. little plane. Please do not set your controller down <laughs> no, I mean, while you're flying. No. No, away. we're not doing that. I'm just saying it flies that well. It's, yeah. you know, for a little foamy plane, that's really basically nothing to it. Yeah. You know, and you can always overpower it easily enough. You know, we'll put more power <laughs> we to it, a little did. more juice. Mm-hmm. You know, just. What was it that we used to put in the Power 25s, I think? Oh, yeah. We put in them. Oh, yeah. 25? Yeah, they were awesome. Nice little. What do you take off at quarter throttle? No, you take off at full throttle. Oh, it would well, just take it, off in about three feet three. or less, <laughs> or less. Yeah, unlimited vertical. I saw somebody. Uh, I forget who it was. And even if I remembered, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the name probably. But off of took off one of the tables at the field. He had put the Power wow. Twenty Five in his T Twenty Eight. Really? Put his airplane on the table and whew, right off the table. It was awesome. How did that sound? I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> there was one guy out there. I think it was the first year we was out there. He had taken one of those, and he somehow, I don't remember what that was he put in it. He, all I know is he had retracts put into it, and he had that thing so beefed up. Are you sure it was a Park Zone T28? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was just just like the basic That's one. That's awesome. And he, he actually, I think it was before even the Park Zone brought out the T28 later with the retracts With the retracts, flaps. yeah. He had he had dubbed this thing up so much that he had to spar the wings. Oh yeah, he put the retracts in it, and, and stuff, I, yeah. I don't know if he had a four or six cell, whatever he put in that thing. It was just it was unbelievable fast. <laughs> cool, but it was so that's your go to the T twenty eight. So that's the one you find yourself flying with. So I would say that's that's probably you know since it's so easy to to 
to take to the field and to fly. I got to say, that's probably, I would call that your favorite. Yeah. I hope I haven't just doomed your airplane. Oh, it's already doomed. It's still sitting at home without <laughs> the cracked firewall, so I haven't oh, flown it in a while. Okay. Oh, All so right. then that's okay. Well, yeah. So it, it'll get fixed favorite. and it'll get fixed. A bit moved on. So, so Reggie, oh, go ahead. No, have at it. I, I, I got to ask, like, so the, the hobby can be full of frustrations and annoyances and crashes sometimes. <laughs> um, what keeps you coming back to the hobby? Like, what keeps you really, really jazzed about flying RC planes? I love to tinker. Yeah. I, I I find myself wanting to do better, wanting to change something, modify, make it my own. I, yep. You know, like that T-28, it's just a basic red and white plane, if I recall right. Red, white, and black on the cowl. I like, you know, doing my own thing. I'll take decals, put on it. I'll, I'll put monocode on it and stick it all over and make it totally different. You wouldn't even know it's a T-28. You know, just little things like that. Mm-hmm. The more I build, the more I learn. Mm-hmm. The more I want to do better, the more sure. I want to like your planes. You know, your planes almost if if you didn't know any better, it looked like they'd just been miniaturized from an actual real thing. Oh, and they look perfect. <laughs> well, so I mean, I'm not a time. scale modeler. I think yeah. what Reggie well, means is they whatever they you say, it still look looks pretty nice. beautiful. It's your planes. Try to keep them in good shape. Are mint, and I would like to get to that point where I build them mm-hmm. that they look just like that. Okay, so. What's cool. your first scratch build going to be? Yeah. Instead of if you're going to, yeah. What, what would be your first? Yeah. So you you get a set of plans yeah. and no materials and you start from. I actually have, you have an idea. some miniaturized glider at home. Oh, a glider. Okay. And it's it's an actual kit and it's been sitting in the closet. I actually have two of them. Well, hold on. It's a glider kit? Yep. Okay. What what Ron's talking about is what is, what is your first build going to be from nothing? Like, all you have is a set of plans. You have a set of plans and a few sticks of balsa yeah. that haven't been well, cut. Isn't that what that is? Well, a kit is usually stuff cut for you and you just glue it together. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we can do kit. What's your first kit going to oh, yeah. be then? Okay. That's fine. It, so the glider. It's it's a it's a glider of some type. I don't even know what it is. Is it like a powered glider? Does it have a motor or anything? I don't think it does. A, oh, really? So it would be like it a... It's just simply a, a glider you actually have to build and skin. Uh-huh. And I guess even CG. I think I would think it at some. Oh sure. yeah, if yeah. you're if you're. And it. I've I've thought about it. I've had it out. I've had it on the table two, two or three different times, and just I have. So it's yet just a box it. of wood, then basically. Box of wood. And, yeah. Okay. Cool. Probably cut ribs. Yeah, yeah. Cut formers. But... It's about how big? About twenty-four inches, I think. Oh, so it's oh, a, yeah. not a very big glider. That'd be no. a great first. Project. It would. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly. Something what I you could build it. in a small area. Go yeah. together pretty quickly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. A glider. What uh, What other plans do you think you might enjoy building? Uh, man, you know, the more I think about it, for me, that would probably take an entire year to build one of these things. Uh, oh. Probably a trainer. Oh, that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, the last plane, the first plane I ever <laughs> built took me five years. So, I mean, don't think Ron, you're on a time schedule here or anything. Ron and I, at the exact same time, oh, that's okay. It doesn't, <laughs> like, because I have that sop with Camel I've been working on for, you know. Longer than I care to admit, so it's okay. I would say it's going to be some type of yep. trainer, more or less. Just sure. Find trainers going to be simple. That or a stick, maybe out. even. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> Do a stick build, ugly stick. You know, that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I haven't seen you fly a lot of sticks. Do you have any? No, he does not. That's he probably does not why I don't either. I don't think I've ever had a stick. Now I think mm-hmm. about it. Everybody yeah, should own at least one. I'm just saying. 
Well, there's a bright yellow one running around now. That's a possibility. You never know. Well, that's no, gonna, that's gone. That's now. not. You mine never anymore. know. Well, no, he's the guy that's got it now. I think he's. And he's he doesn't sell it. airplanes. No, yeah. he does not. So no, so Tom recovered his stick. You know, we talked about that. That was a winter project that yeah. ended up finally getting done. Um, he has not flown it yet. However, he sold it yesterday. You haven't flown it since you recovered it. No, but why should it fly any differently than before I recovered it? Nothing well, else it won't has fly any different, oh, but okay. to it see just it has in not the air, you out, haven't actually. seen okay. you haven't seen the the beautiful yellow covering with oh. the decals. Uh, beautiful decals, by the way. You haven't seen that flying through the air. <laughs> Is Ron, there a picture Ron. of that on the website yet, or no? Not yet. I, I can put a picture on. Yeah, we'll I, do I, that. I, I didn't even think of that. So. That's a good idea. Yeah, but, but it, that, it did turn out really nice. There's not too many yellow sticks out there, yellow and white. No, it's in the traditional stick scheme. It's just yellow and white. That's the very first one I've ever seen. And it, it turned out Ron beautiful. said he f- there was one on a flight simulator. Yeah, I don't remember which flight sim it was, but I, I was on it and I saw a yellow stick, and it's like, hey, that looks kind mm. of familiar. Yeah. The the coloring wasn't quite exactly the same, but the, the color or the, the scheme was. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yep. But any any thoughts on building a plane from plans? No. No? No, not really. I said I just that I was going to try that glider and mm-hmm. see how that worked out you know if, if it worked out pretty decent then i might move up to a trainer mm-hmm. uh it still comes back to the same par- problem of not having nowhere to do all this you know? yeah yeah and i don't think i can leave that on my kitchen counter or table for a year so <laughs> why not uh, yeah <laughs> right and of course you know you get into it with limited yeah. space and next thing you know you didn't bumped into it or whatever or yeah. something fell over on it then you're out so yeah i can fully understand that would make it a lot more difficult to to try and have that much space dedicated if you don't have it to begin with right so you can always come out to your garage i guess and start building it out here well as long as you do it like every day and not leave it for a year <laughs> it would definitely not be every day <laughs> so if someone asked you, could you name your airplanes from smallest to biggest? Or if you can't name them all, can you just say, like, what's your smallest airplane and what's your biggest airplane? So our listeners have an idea of, like, the, the gamut of your... Oh, that's a good... Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I Mini Vapor is the smallest thing okay. I got. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. And the largest yeah. thing I got would be that 36% SBOC. Oh, that is Which is like a 109-inch wingspan, 111 DLE on it. Which you just recently flew. Mm-hmm. Just recently For the first flew. time. Very um, nicely, by the way. Yes. But how long have I had that? About seven years, six, seven years? So, okay. So I'll I'll try to briefly get into that story. So you bought that in 2013, late 2013. Um, and then I took that with me to a tech school that I went to, and I put that together uh, while I was at tech school. So it would have been delivered early 2014, and you flew it uh, about three weeks ago for the first time. Three weeks, seven months, something like that. <laughs> well, technically well, not the first time because you have flown it once before. He soloed it for the but first time. But he soloed time. it for the first time just yeah. a few weeks ago. And soloed it well. I mean... It, yeah, nobody else touched the controller. Nope. I nope. mean... It was a very successful... Actually, you flew it twice that day. I did. I did. I did. And what did you think of it? Oh, I was... It's a real know, sweetheart, I, isn't it? You know what? I just oh, still can't explain so that. That was awesome. That yeah. was... Probably best flight I've had ever. I'm quite jealous. It's a it's a very nice beautiful. flying airplane, yeah. and it looks it's a beautiful. Airplane. I love S box. So so when did it fly? Like I know you, Tom, flew it before he he did on his right. own. When was the first time it flew? Uh, we flew it the first that? time. It was in 2014 because uh, because oh, okay. I trimmed it after it was all done, and we went out to the field. I think it was just you and I 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no one else out there because we didn't want a crowd, just in case. Yeah, thanks for the um, call. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, we 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 trimmed it out, and I think you were on the sticks briefly. You, know, you didn't take off or land that day. Nope. Just long enough to actually feel it and yeah. get too nervous and hand you back the controller. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was 2014, and then our schedules just never seemed to no. align. And you know, it, then we had to do. You bought a new transmitter in that. And between that time, and we had to figure out a time to get it dialed in with your new transmitter. But um, yeah, it's now it's ready to go. It's you can fly it any time you want now. Uh, true, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just gotta make sure I still have a vehicle to put it in. Well, there's that. I thought you said that. you bought a trailer yesterday. I, I was going to buy a trailer. That's what was the plot to go buy the trailer. But now since the suburban's having an ailment, I'm gonna have to put everything uh, toward that at the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it. But, I mean, do you really need a trailer, though, if you have a Suburban? I mean, I feel like a Suburban. I miss my Suburban, but I don't know if I've mentioned that before. But Oh, yeah. I think I have. I know. No, I don't uh, think I've heard that in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, if you, I feel like if you have a Suburban, do you? I don't think you really need a trailer, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, the whole fact that the trailer gives the plane room. I mean, it's not laying against nothing. There's nothing yeah. bouncing into it, falling into it. There's no vibrations of seats or something against the plane so and you can haul more planes too you don't have to haul one big plane <laughs> there we go so what uh, what size trailer are you looking to get uh seven by 14 is what i'm looking at twin axle oh, that's a good idea it's a good size trailer yeah. a couple well, couple air conditioners on the top uh no god <laughs> a couple that's, box fans that's my... inside yes <laughs> that's my thing no i want to be comfortable ron likes it cold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i could i mean i'm wrapped up like a burrito as per usual and i see reggie over here looks like he's shivering a little bit. Are you really? <laughs> I actually got to go to the bathroom. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that, let's ask the, the final couple of questions. Reggie, thanks for joining us on the show. No, no problem. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Anything no, else you no, talk just about? keep the podcast going, man. I love this. This has been awesome. Okay, before we before we sign off, we uh, started a new thing with our last uh, couple of podcasts, uh, Tool of the Week. Yeah, Tool uh, of the Week. So I'll sing the little jingle. Do, 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 Please don't. Week. Yeah, okay. Please, well. No, that's okay. Um, we'll have to get a better one or something for that because that was terrible. <laughs> well, I don't write jingles, but you're going to dub well, You don't sing them either, I'm oh, sure. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Right. right. So, Reggie, we'll, uh, we'll let you choose the tool of the week since you're our special guest. I believe the CG machine. Ah, uh, yes. It is Good the choice. lifesaver of yeah. aircraft. Yeah. No questions asked. It, <laughs> yeah. If you do it right, you pay attention to the instructions, you can CG your plane and have that thing flying like an arrow. No problem. Mm-hmm. However, without it, the guesting can leave you with a very bad flying plane. Yeah. Here's my CG machine. I'm holding my fingers up, folks, by the way. Yeah. That's true. It's true, but none of us have all that skill like some of us do. Well, I'm not sure it's skill. I think it's... It's skill and knowledge, you know, over the years of doing it. You know, not everybody can do that. You know, you go finger in a plane like that and poking holes and covering Done before that. long you think you've got it yeah. because you didn't put your fingers back way too far where it should be yeah. yeah it's not very precise i'll be honest it's not and and for somebody that really wants it to be set up perfectly that's not the way to do it no i mean you can you can dial it in to the eighth of an inch you know increments and stuff even uh with using the cg right. machine like you're talking about so that, that's a good way to do it so how, how do you use it do you know, can you uh, describe it? Generally, in your manual, it'll tell you what the CG points are on the aircraft. Oh, okay, and in the airplane manual. Okay. On the CG machine, it actually has what looks like a ruler. Actually, I guess it would be rulers that slide mm-hmm. back and forth in the little mechanism. It has a couple of rods that are on the very front end of the ruler that is for your leading edge 
of your airplane would be. Oh, okay. And you just basically push it back to the leading edge, but you also look at the sides of the ruler itself, and it's in millimeters and in inches. Oh, I got you. And you inside the little the mechanism itself is like a little box where it has like little little nipples, like, like an aim indicator. Up. Mm -hmm. That shows you exactly where you're pinpointed at as so, far as the numbers. So if the instructions in the airplane manual say that the CG is three inches back from the leading edge, you, you just set these things to three, three inches, inches back. You slide it on until the leading edge touches the rods and then... Yep. Oh, that's really slick. And the plane is mm -hmm. either inverted or it's, it's you know, upright. Sure. Uh, you generally would have your battery in it. Um, yeah, you want to balance it when it's ready to fly, like as if you were just getting ready to fly at minus fuel. Yeah, minus fuel. Minus right. fuel. Um, and, you know, you make sure it's balanced. If it's leaning too far forward and obviously you're a little too nose-heavy, you know, you might want to put a little bit of weight in the back. Little, little nose-heavy is not bad, mm -hmm. but, you know, a lot of nose-heavy could be kind of a problem. But you can yeah. still fly that, but I wouldn't try that. I mean, you can still fly it, but you, I <laughs> yeah. wouldn't try Ideally, it. Ideally, you'll, you'll set your airplane up so that the CG is within the recommended range. Yeah. And if it leans too far back, do not at all try to fly that. Cool. Just don't yeah. at all. That's a That's... death of a plane. Absolutely. Yeah, once fine. again, nose-heavy planes fly, tail-heavy planes fly once. Is that what it is? Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I always change it every time I say it because I can't remember. That's pretty Yeah, close, they're almost though. impossible to get back. Yeah. It nose. conveys the message a tail-heavy yeah. plane is bad. Very bad. <laughs> it just kind of hangs around the problem. So the, the CG down. machine made by Great Planes, I think? I believe so. Yeah. I so, believe so. I believe that one is actually still being made by Great Planes. So That's good. You can I still actually, buy that I one. have one sitting right over there, and it actually belongs to you, Tom. <laughs> and you're the only one that has used it. Okay. I haven't, I've never... Well, I'm going to keep it till you ask for it back. So. Okay. That's fine. Mm -hmm. like it seems to be most of my <laughs> airplane working has been here anyway, so what the yeah. heck. Uh, so cool, the Great Planes CG machine. Um, that's our tool of the week. Wow. Very good. So do you have anything else, anybody, that you want to say? No, no. It's just been fun. Thanks for having me. No, I'm no glad problem. I'm glad you, you joined us for this. It's been a good time. It has. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Um yeah. So until next time, uh thank you everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. Yeah. Um uh, if anyone has any questions they want to ask Reggie, do you want them to email you direct or do you just want them to get a, in touch with us? In touch with you guys. Okay. So if you have any questions or comments for Reggie, just email uh, either me, Ron, at rcplanelab.com or, or you Tom. Can, yeah, you can email me, Tom, at rcplanelab.com. Um, yeah, and then we'll just make sure they, they get on yep. to him. Uh, and who knows, maybe he'll decide to come on again and, yeah. uh, and don't we'll forget, have him as a guest again. Don't definitely. forget, folks. I mean, we're still... Uh, posting pictures up of your, your everybody's airplanes who's sending them to us. So, yeah, yeah. keep them coming. Send us airplane pics for the website, and uh, you can see. By the way, Reggie, you need to send us some pictures yeah. to put on there. You answered okay. our survey, but uh, we haven't got any pictures. I've of never seen the pictures of the – I think I've seen a couple on Facebook. From, oh, we nope, have a website, too. Yeah. rcplanelab.com. And, and then, then there's, there's a, a tab on the top that says airplane pictures, airplane and it's listener submitted okay. yeah. pictures. So you just email us, uh, email us pictures of your airplanes and tell us you want them on there, maybe a little mm -hmm. caption to put with them, and we'll put them on there for you. Yeah. Okay. Show them off. Show yeah, us what show you them off. So, and I'll, I'll try to remember to put a picture of the yellow stick on there just yeah. for reference. That's pretty, pretty good to do. So cool. All right. Uh, all right. Anything else? Nope. That's We're all good? I got. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, that does it for this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. Until next time, good night. Good night. Good night. Oh my god, pee time. Pee. Gotta pee! Yes. I almost forgot to take that off. <laughs> yeah, don't.
Yeah, don't take that up there with you. I don't want to hear that. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle. Oh.